Lights alive. How do we know she is alive? I hate when people talk during the movie. No wire hangers ever! You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Your stupid mimes. Stupid, stupid! Fresh meat. Indiana Jones and the Doll of Destiny. That was what I was saving. That was what I wasn't telling you in the car. That's I'm not laughing out loud, but Indiana it is Jones and the Dial of Mastiny. I have no that's the only two I have. That's the only two I came up with on the car ride home. They're about as boring as the film was, so oh, it's thematically right. Snap, we're jumping right the fuck into it, apparently. Uh, hi everyone, it's Liam and, and Ryan. And Ryan from the Bad Taste Birds. I did say I was gonna get you to come in on that and I talked over you like I always do. It has been a long ass hi hiatus, about two years, I think, since we last put anything out there so uh, we've missed you very much yeah, and we've moved and what people have we? been married people have probably died we had a virus we, we, that we, 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 we posted after the virus we were around during the virus actually the virus helped us if anything oh well fair enough everyone we was locked indoors had nothing to do but to listen to us and now we have jobs again and now we have full time we have cats now we have full time cat responsibilities to deal with so, I'm working from home though, so I get all the cat love all the day. And you also got all the editing jobs from here on out. Um, we want to welcome you to our side project, one of our many side projects that are going to be kicking off with season two. Uh, first Cut, which I don't know if that's even the final name. <laughs> I can't remember what I called this fucking show. <laughs> all right, okay. So a little bit of context. I had three working titles. One was, oh, tell you what, why don't we just let the audience decide? Is this side project going to be called Final Cut? Fresh meat or opening night? I think I landed on fresh meat of well, those three. We already have fresh meat. It's whatever you're looking at on. No, no, no. That's what this was, though. That's what that was meant to be like, oh, the film. So basically, you already had a name. No, but then I was fucking around with things. And, and now you've landed back I'm, on I'm your literally original name. flicking through three potential names on my. Uh, final cut makes no sense. First cut, not final cut. First, as in, like, oh, this is the first cut we're going to take into this film. Like, we're going to dig deep and. and okay. The first cut. But I've also got two that say Fresh Meat and Opening Night. And I can't remember which one I decided on. Well, considering we missed Opening Night because you were ill. Okay, so that one's off the table. So it's going to be Fresh Meat or First Cut. And I think Fresh Meat was the one I landed on. Welcome, everybody, to Bad Taste Buds Fresh Meat. Welcome back to Fresh <laughs> Meat after all of that. With your host, Liam, and your co-host, Ryan, who, yeah, we've already done that. Um, we've just got back <laughs> from seeing Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny. Yeah, we've practiced how we... What a first film to do, because, like, I mean, as far as summer blockbusters, this had a lot of expectations on its shoulders. It came 15... Do you realise Indiana Jones 4, King of the Crystal Skull, was 15 years ago? I remember. <laughs> oh. I remember that fridge being new as if it was yesterday, Ryan. Yeah. As if it was yesterday. I mean, that's the only thing I remember. I remember that entering the lexicon for a while. I remember like everyone stopped saying jump the shark and it was to, the to nuke the fridge for a while. And hot take, I really like Indy 4. I think Indy 4 is a lot of fun. I don't remember. I remember the fridge. Yeah. I remember the fire ants. Yeah. I remember the accent. And I remember the temple at the very end. Remember Kate Blanchett trying to go after Moose and Squirrel? Yeah, that one. That wasn't Moose and Squirrel. No, I know, but you know the Russians. The Russians. The Ruskies. The Red Scare. Is Ruskies racist? Probably. Okay. Do we care to Russia? No, it's fine. Who cares? Um, but yes, Indy 5 coming 15 years, making everyone feel old as fuck. No one is feeling as old as it Harrison Ford at the minute. You know what? For an eight-year-old man, gonna say what you mean. Doing his old. best, doing his good. So 
you kind of spoil what you thought about this film. These are going to be kind of like quick hot takes. If you kind of remember our fresh meat from like when quick we used being to do the it. operative and words. Quick and don't me, trust don't. that. <laughs> but you didn't like it. No, <laughs> I <laughs> categorically did not like it. I didn't like it either. We're kind of on, and I'm kind of sad that I didn't like it because I didn't want to. I don't. We had this conversation on the car ride home. I don't want to be. First of all, I didn't like it because Phoebe Waller Bridge wrote it like that's not the reason i didn't like it it sounded like it was no, for a second there the reason it. i didn't like it was because phoebe Waller-Bridge. that's not why i didn't like it. it reverse it i didn't mind phoebe Waller-Bridge at all in this i always She's like phoebe Waller-Bridge and everything fleabag is the best two seasons of any tv show ever put on celluloid like, which is why phenomenal. i thought this would have been punchier and funnier and i thought yeah, a lot more of the jokes would have landed i remember jokes? laughing out loud once jokes one joke where, were the, jo- where were the jokes poland Okay. Shouldn't have invaded Poland. The only laugh the film gave me the entire time. The plot picks up with an decrepit, aging crypt keeper teaching, um, still teaching archaeology. That's all Harrison a, Ford seems to do these days. He keeps coming back in movies as an old character, but he's retired and grumpy. Grumpy, grouchy granddad comes back. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge wants his help finding. I'm just going to do a non-spoilery. This is going to be like really basic non-spoilery. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge wants his help finding the Dial of Destiny, which her father, wonderfully played by Toby Jones, for the very brief, brief, brief very <laughs> brief performance he has in this. Film film um to kind of satiate her well it, i mean the the the, the, original, the dad became yeah. obsessed with her and now she's came to india under the pretense that she wants to finish what her dad started yeah and i mean it takes some twists and turns from there and it takes an especially big twist at the end which we won't spoil um we'll try and skirt around it as best we can it just didn't, <sighs> My, didn't stick the landing <sighs> then <laughs> literally because the thing happens they don't stick the landing I'm funny. The narrative doesn't work for me here. That's its biggest detriment. Biggest. It doesn't... And it, and it feels like it almost knows what it wants to do. There are elements of it where it's kind of pointing at a better Indiana Jones film. It has references to characters that we kind of wish were here. <laughs> and arcs that we kind of want resolved. Um... We'll tell you what, we will do kind of a, a non-spoilery start and then we'll get into a little bit of spoilers in the last five minutes. Of course minutes. we will. Remember course I said this was brief. Brief. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit tone deaf. It's thematically, it doesn't kind of have the resonance. It doesn't have the, the adventurous feel it's of those first feels four. dour the entire yeah. time. There's barely any joy. Yeah. I, I get they always keep doing this. The hero returns and he's grumpy and then he gets his groove back. Yeah. But I don't feel like he got his groove back at no, any no, point no. during this movie. Well, it feels like an Indiana Jones film where Indy is a passenger in his own movie. Like he's he's there and he's in the most of the... He's, the majority of the screen time goes to Indy, but he doesn't feel like he's aiming. Like there's, there's no... There's no goal that he's, he's aiming towards. And that might satisfying. be okay if it felt like they were setting up a secondary character to be the new Indiana Jones, but I didn't even feel like Phoebe Waller-Bridge was like a takeover character. Or if they hadn't rushed that ending. Like, again, I'm not going to jump to spoilers, but it it builds to something that is resolved far too neatly for my and yeah, it's two and a half hours long. Yeah. And yeah. it still doesn't manage to conclude it. The set pieces are fine. I think my my biggest kind of compliment I can give it is everything was competent. Everything was fine. It was well-directed. It was well-acted. James Mangold is, is a very competent director. He always has been. Yeah. He did The Wolverine. He did Camera Logan. fantastic. The it's colors, great. There's <laughs> some really fun uh, action set pieces, but none of it has that sense of whimsy that you get with, especially the first three. And, you know, you know like, it, it kind of... <sighs> For me, it kind of ruins the good graces it built up 
with those first 20 minutes because I was kind of sold. I was kind of in there with the first 20 minutes. I'm not the biggest indie star in the world. Neither I've am seen I, all the films. Yeah. I like the first three, Lords. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Skull, meh. Remember a couple of scenes. This one, it's already fading from memory. But that first 20 minutes, I started watching it. I was like, oh, this is like the arc. This is cool. Yeah. This is him taking on Nazis, like a big full train of them. That seems really cool because it was on a train. Well, and... the de-aging as well. Like, the de-aging CGI was was kind of phenomenal. It's, it's got... Game like, in 15 I remember, years. Well, I remember... The thing is, I remember the first film that I have a distinct memory of that de-aging CGI was Tron Legacy. I don't know if you've ever seen Tron Legacy. Um, they, like, de-aged Kurt Russell in it. Um, they, it, 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 back then, that was that was probably around about the same time Indie Four came out. It's just it it just it builds up a lot of good graces with with that de aging technology, with that very fun old school indie adventure at the start. It actually, I really enjoyed the fact that it kind of brings the Nazis back. It has Mads Mikkelsen, who's always phenomenal, playing his very uh, maniacal mad self. You know, no one does there. mad like nobody Mads. does mad like Mads. That that was quite good. That was quite good. You sound surprised. That was quite good. Um, and I actually, my probably biggest um, positive is how they tied it into real world historical events, like the Operation Paperclip, having the Nazis be a part of NASA and having them basically be the reason America got to the moon. So after the that, war, they just gobbled <laughs> up all the scientists they could and shipped them over. And shipped them over. It happened, people. Open your eyes. The moon landing was fake. No. Um it's it does this really cool setup and then doesn't pay any of that really off. And again, I just feel a movie in which your main character doesn't have much agency. He doesn't really have a satisfying full character arc. Doesn't feel like he has a point of view. He doesn't feel like he needs to be there. Like again, <laughs> do this entire film just with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Is probably it, how much of it changes? How much of it changes? Thing is, she already comes with a sidekick, so it's like a she hat has on her hat. own short around. Yeah, it's just a hat on <laughs> a hat. She stole her own kid. Um, a hat on a hat on a hat. An indie. It was not a fedora. What kind of hat? The one that India has. Explorer hat. It's an indie. Spelunking hat. hat. Spelunking hat. Yeah, it's not just not much fun. I think is the main point. It wastes a few good actors as well. Like they bring uh, John Reese Davies back as Salah for a bit. He gets to punch <laughs> a guy and then he leaves. Yeah, he gets know? to drive a taxi. He gets to drive a taxi. They bring. Did you did you recognize the guy who played his fisherman friend? The because uh, is I it Pedro Pascal? No, it's not. Oh, okay. it's, it's the <laughs> it's the other uh, slightly Hispanic actor that's very famous. Yeah, no, no. You do, uh, so I'll give you, see if I give you hints. He played a very famous cat in a movie that came out this year that me and you both liked very much. You saw a film with a cat this year. Yeah, it was really good. It was a sequel to a DreamWorks property. I don't know why you do this. One, it's not interesting for people listening because I never know they names. They wasted Antonio Banderas in this. Oh, they yeah. wouldn't have got that. They wasted him. I do this specifically because I know you don't know the names of any actors and I just want to put you on the spot and upset you. Amazing. Um, it feels like a waste. They bring Marion back. I, I don't feel like that's a spoiler. It's kind of been, you know, like five hindered minutes. that. Yeah. Not even that. Um, it's just a bit dour. I think that you're right. You kind of hit the nail on the head with that uh, kind of review right there. Um, I'm ready to do a little final thoughts without spoiler, spoiler. Without spoilers, I found it dull. I'd already checked out before they got to the first airport. So what's that, like 30 minutes into yeah, the film? After that first 20 minutes, everything else is kind of downhill. Mm. I enjoyed the actors. Obviously, whoever the kid was, I usually hate kid actors, but he was definitely young and I didn't hate him. I disagree. Him. I didn't like him whatsoever. I found him, again, not necessarily the actor's fault, but the character. It was an excessive accessory that was completely unneeded. And again, yeah. it was a hat on a hat, but 
I didn't hate him as an actor. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I just enjoy whenever she's on screen. Harrison Ford, he knows how to do indie. It was nice to have those callbacks to people. Everything else, the narrative flopped massively. The yeah. action scenes weren't very good. The waste of the actors, the even the, the dial of destiny of all the things I, to pick. I was thinking about this. Like you have what? You have the Ark of the Covenant. You have the Holy Grail. You have Crusade. The but no, that that's Holy Grail. So we have Crystal Skulls. What, what was it in Temple of Doom again? What were they oh, looking it's for? Called Temple of Doom. Yeah, there we go. Um, all of them have this mystique about them. They have this like real world tangibility, this kind of weightiness to them. Dial of Destiny just kind of feels a bit, you know, underwhelming. We, I do want to, I kind of don't want to go too much into that because that's going to be yeah. safe for the spoilers. But I mean, like, even just I'm um, specifically focusing on the name. Why not pick a better? Even the spear that they were after at the very beginning would have been a better named movie. Spear I, of Indiana Jones, Spear of Longinus, yeah. Dial of Destiny. Well, I mean, did you know that they, they fucked up the name a few times with... Uh, I always recalled what the original name for Crystal Skull is, which was meant to be Indiana Jones and the Saucer Men from Mars. And I am so... <laughs> I lament every day that that was one. <laughs> that is such a better name. That, that is, is such a good such name. Such a better name. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to end it here. I'm going to give my final thoughts and then we're going to get into a little bit of spoiler talk. It's just kind of meh. Like, and I don't... Any other series, that would be fine, and you could kind of get away with maybe like a three out of five. It's cool. It's fine. With this, I feel like it has such a prestige. And it's probably, it has such a lineage. It's probably a swan song as well. No, it is. They, they've marketed it as the swan the song. The last one, Harrison so, Ford's going to be in. No more Indiana Jones, Harrison yeah. Ford, and this is what they go out it's on. It's a two out of five. It's a serviceable... The snooze Disney, fest. right? Yes. Well, Disney's on a They are on a downward. Well, so. I was going to say a slope, but it's more like a cliff jump. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I was excited for a Disney project. Um, so that's going to be our non spoiler review. I went two out of five. Do you have a, do you have a scale? Do you want to give it, give it a score? Two seems reasonable. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed the actors. Maybe watch it on streaming and then skip to the fun action set pieces. Like, if you really And care. that's him. He's a cinephile who goes and sees everything. I gave The Happening four out of five on my letterbox review the other day. See? <laughs> and I will stand by that. That is a hill I will die on. That and the Spider-Man 3 is the best Spider-Man film hill. Two hills I will die on. If you stay with us this far, we're going to have about a five-minute spoiler discussion. So this is for people who either don't care or have seen the film. Um, I mostly want to talk about those arcs, the death of Mutt and the divorce of Marion, which you would think would be the crux of the movie. You think if you're going to give your, your hero a swan song, right, Marion, yep, yeah, so from the first film, that's his ultimate treasure and at the end of the day. He started that. Mind the pun. At the very beginning of the movie, yeah. it's, oh, he's absolutely batshit miserable. He's like he's living no papers. life at all. He's got his divorce papers. He's no longer got a son. He's absolutely devastated by this, and it's taken him out of the game. Let's watch this movie, watch him grow and get over the death of his son. Let's watch him reconnect with his, like, lost wife and really wrap up this character no and to their defense i get why they probably didn't want to cast shia labeouf because again problem central he's he's he has his own little cloud of problematic of course he does you know how, i get that however what you can do then is he has a scene where it's like oh he went off to war to piss me off instead be like oh he went off to war to be a hero to follow my footsteps and i lament that every day well, that is 
at least a lighter arc rather than just being like, oh, the son's not here, he's going to get over by well, the end what of the you, film. What you were saying was like, yeah, have that arc, have Marion, um, obviously him and Marion break up. It's understandable, it makes sense, but have Marion on the journey? Like, I don't know what she <laughs> yeah. was doing, but it, they do this, re- the, the bit that annoyed me, the bit that I kind of came out and, and thought this was why I didn't enjoy this. They wrap that up so quickly and without earning any of it. So she, they, they divorce. Even even if they had a scene earlier in where she was in, she was helping them out while yeah. they were still in New York and she didn't go on the whole adventure, yeah. but instead... She's in end. the last five minutes and she just... She's fine. Yeah. She's fine. She walks in. This is fine. What are you doing? I'm unpacking vegetables. What are you doing here, really? Let's chat. Kiss me. And here. I just feel like Kiss a skilled screenwriter. And again, this was written by Phoebe Waterbridge. I know she can write characters. I know she can write interesting romances and interesting relationships. Yeah, Fleabag, her and the priest is it's one just, of the best doomed romances to why, grace TV. Why are you going to have this arc where him and Marion are broken up and then have it resolved without earning any of that? And, and again, why would you have him lose his son without earning any? Even from, even from the other perspective, if you want Phoebe Waller-Bridge to be the main star, she has this fractured relationship with Indy. They don't really explore it. They don't, it doesn't, <laughs> nothing really comes to a head. It's a couple of quips. Yeah. It's She's like, lines. oh, yeah. maybe if I had a parental figure who could have been there, then that's Uh-oh. it. That's the line and it no longer progresses. There's no emotion no. really there. It's, it, I feel like you take one of the most iconic characters in history, in film history, and you res, like kind of you reduce him down to just the action star, just the character. You you forget that this this character had phenomenal adventures. That first adventure with Marion, there is so much weight to that relationship. That th- I always you sing, would, I you, sing the fucking praises out of uh, Last oh, Crusade of because course. the relationship between him and Sean Connery, him and his dad, is phenomenal. And we don't get those relationships here. The relationship between Helena and Indy. Doesn't feel that fleshed out. Doesn't feel that interesting, and it it just makes the people we're watching don't feel like the characters we grew up with. No, and it's not even like she has character growth either, and no. kind of offsetish. She starts off this just for the money, and by the end, obviously it's implied that she's no longer doing it for the money. But it never really gets never around really resolves, to that. She doesn't have any like no. epiphany moment. Just like oh well, best help him. It's the most two dimensional we've seen these characters, and I think that is where a lot of it falls down. The action is fine. They do like to throw their little quips in. Oh, there's eels instead of snakes this time. The little quips. Some of them were like just on the nose. Yeah. It was like, oh, we shot seven times. It was voodoo. Wah, wah. And it was just like, get these lines out as fast as we can. Yeah, Don't try and like subtly drop them in. There's a reference. There's a reference. There's a reference. Ghostbusters Afterlife called. They want their references back. Like, it's just like, this... oh, eel. Like, oh, there's eels. And I was like, oh, he's not going to like eels. Like, they look like snakes. And I was like, I kind of already got that movie, but thank you. And I get it. We're living in this era where nostalgia is a big money maker but I think we're starting to see the cracks in that and I think we're starting to see audiences you know like become wise to that like what was Jurassic World Dominion like that was a massive critical bomb I think it was a financial success critical bomb we're starting to kind of you know want a bit more and <laughs> Catch I think on. that's fair I think that's a, I don't think that's much to ask for what a depressing way to end this series is what I'll, all I'll say and do we want to talk about the time travel because I actually had I I feel like that's going to be the big talking point. What's the point? Yeah, the big talking point that lasted all of two minutes of the film. Yeah. Like a two-minute set piece. I'll be honest, I don't have an issue with it. I don't have, like, a narrative issue with it. Of course not. It's in the... People's faces have melted off from opening the box. Uh, I mean, there's voodoo. Literal voodoo works. You can't (laughs) complain. There's aliens in this universe. Well, that's that's the, the, the point. So Crystal Skull, everyone hates it because there's aliens in it. It, right, if anyone says that's it's so dumb. nuke in the fridge, it's so dumb. It's not. 
It the aliens aren't dumb. The They're Holy the Grail is real. Yeah. The immortalizing, life-giving melts, Holy and Grail. And the, you know the Ark of the Covenant melts faces, so... Yeah, it contains the fucking spirit of God. Uh, in, for me, Indy's always been a blend of action, adventure, and sci-fi. George Lucas even kind of said that. And in, in, in his defense, Spielberg was very hesitant on including aliens in Indy 4. I just don't think that's going to be the issue that no. people remember the time travel stuff. Like, whatever, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's cool. It's 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 just it it's would in a have bad been movie. fine. If it, it was in better. a more interesting movie, great. But it's not in a very interesting narrative movie. The script is what failed for me here. Not James Margot's direction. Not any of the acting. It was a bad script, and that's where I'm going to leave it. I think I'm done with this. I'm going to forget about this in a week. <laughs> Side note. Another character, that CIA agent, the federal agent. Who? The black lady that yeah. was in for no real reason in the end. So she starts off as this kind you, of like... It's the 60s, right? You've got to have a sassy black woman. Well, she starts off this, as this intrigue character who's clearly not with Mads, but she's not um, with Indy, who's an archaeologist. She's CIA. She's CIA. So she turns out to be a federal agent. Now I'm like, oh, is there going to be a spin on this where she's working it from another angle? Yeah, it just kind of And really then away, it just it? peters out where... Once she outlives the usefulness, it's just boom, shot, done, don't need her anymore. And I was like, what is the point of even having that character in the it first felt place? Like it was it was, cause it was part of that thing with the, with the, with the Operation Paperclip. It felt like it was trying to tie into the, you know, the whole Nazis being part of the CIA bullshit. But it, you're right. It's it such a weak tie-in. It, it, it didn't go anywhere. Like, she could have done something interesting. Yeah. And not only that, they totally just Jackie Brown there, where it was like every <laughs> black woman from that time period has a single wardrobe you leave and the same alone. afro. Like... It's as if they just find a template and just like, right, this is what you're going to wear. This yeah, is what your hair's going to look like. We've done this in every movie that's ever been made. What's one more? It almost feels slightly offensive, doesn't it? It almost feels like, you know, you don't have many minority characters in these films. You really want to be that stereotypical with the one you do have. Straight the black exploitation yeah. who's a non-character and gets shot. And I get it. Salah drives a taxi. Of course he does. Because of course he does. Yeah, of course he does. And that's all your minority characters in the <laughs> movie. I know the Greek guy lives on a boat. Oh, of course, like, you know, yeah. the Greeks love their fucking fish, they right? Like the fish, they're like, the they're fishermen, so... Yeah, it's just fine, it, but fine isn't enough. Really. I feel like I've wasted yeah. my Sunday. I don't feel like I've wasted my Sunday, but I never feel like I've wasted my Sunday seeing a film. I don't know, I, I like this, like, I like this with you. I like doing this with you. I enjoy this, but... I like looking at you from across the table, you're dark brown <laughs> if we were just going to watch a movie i would have been upset that i went to sort the fact that i get a comeback and bitch out about it afterwards is a nice little stress reliever afterwards two out of five two out of five i that time travel shit at the end man oh no we crashed the plane oh right everything's fine <laughs> though because mads died somewhere else and we can just go back to the future Back to the future. That's a good. Film. Even then, that's a good. Film. You're in the last scene of the movie, mm. and Indy still hasn't had his resolution. Where he's like, "No, I get it now. No, I, I'll Marion. have to learn to live my life." They're gonna have gross grandpa. He's sex. still there in the past, being like, "No, leave me. I don't want to go back." And he has yeah. to get dragged back. And even when he wakes up, oh, he's like, shit. "Why didn't you leave me I there?" Think about that. Even they're bad. Like the the, the arc. The arc. So I guess the arc was Indy wanted to be part of history. He wanted us to stay in in that in that time period. You're right. They didn't even fucking wrap that up, did they? No. There's no wrap-up on that. You There's better no... stop talking before this movie turns into a one out of five for me, because that actually pisses me off now. I didn't even think about that. 
That's his whole character at the end. I want to stay here. And then Phoebe Waller says no. And Punches like, him in the face. Okay, <laughs> I, guess you, I guess you tell me what to do, little girl. So, yeah, he's not going to have a happy conclusion. Turn right. this off he's before still, I blow my rating. still wants to live in the past. He gets back with his wife for no real reason. She just seems to immediately accept him because he's cool again because he went on an adventure. Because he definitely didn't have a character wrap-up where he's fine with life again. It makes it makes little sense, even in an indie film. Even Crystal Skull, there are scenes that I remember, there are a few key moments I can pick out in this. I feel like I'm already forgetting the movie. It is fading fast from memory. Don't bother just like, to see it. Just like Harrison Ford's Alzheimer's, you will forget this. <laughs> I don't know if that's Alzheimer's. Okay, let's end that there then. Right, we love you very much. Thank you very much for listening to our very first episode in two years. This has been exciting. I'm going with fresh meat. Yeah, I think it's fresh meat. Um, Check us out next time. Our next review is going to be on Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, which I am so hyped for. So hyped I kept squeezing your leg through the trailer. It was on before this one, and I was just looking at him. I was like, right. And you know it's not going to be bad. It's Mission Impossible. I'm going to make us uh, do a marathon because... Since three, they have been flawless. Like three, four, five, six, absolutely fucking flawless. phenomenal from beginning to end. Right, we will see you soon. Thank you very much for listening. Until Bye-bye. next time, stay fresh. <laughs>